0: You know we, we our subconscious is, is a goal-seeking machine and it will it will hit what we what we really put in there as a target you know but what we put in there as a target is what we feel like really emotionally and what we can envision and- If you are like me I know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but
1: you also see there are huge issues starting to arise like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed, See, people fail at the top and never leave true significance. And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world, and is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacies. Thank you so much for tuning in to Journey with Christian Devons podcast. I am your host. Christian D. Evans. And guys, we have someone very special that we have as a guest. And the reason why I wanted to have him on is because you know I think 90% of business is the mindset, is is the things that we have to hurdle in our own life. And the reality, and I know that's so like cliche, but it's cliche because it is true. And that's one of the reasons why we want to have him on because there are certain things that you are hitting yourself on the head over and over and over. And sometimes you live in this circular life and you say, how can I bounce above it? And that's why we're going to dive deep today with this individual. And so he is actually a certified hypnotherapist. He's also a certified professional hypno-hypnotist. Working with coaches, transformational entrepreneurs, and other service-oriented business owners, he has been a serial entrepreneur since about age 12 and has failed at most attempts to create a successful business. Now, after a few decades, he has able to unravel the self-sabotaging habits and thought patterns that have cause continual derailed his efforts in order to finally make his entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And today we're going to dive into that very detail. My guest, Jim Zaborin. How are you doing today, my man?
0: Hey, Christian. Great, great. Uh, thank you for having me.
1: Well, hey, man, I'm really excited because like I mentioned, I mean, obviously 90% of the game is is the mindset, right? And we've heard Mm -hmm. that. And I know we were just talking previously, but before we jump into that, I mean, obviously going from, you know, at age 12, serial entrepreneurial uh, to to now a hypnotherapist. um, Tell me that journey, man.
0: Oh, yeah. It's been a great journey, actually, Uh, very stressful and and, uh, not real happy a lot of times. But, you know, Christian, I've I've had this drive to be an entrepreneur since uh, about age 12, maybe even a little bit before. Uh, my dad uh, uh, had a whole library in our house and uh, a lot of those books were on running businesses, even though he never did himself. And uh, one of them caught my eye once uh, when I was just uh, about 12 years old. And then I really, uh, uh, it almost like got bitten by a bug to to kind of be my own boss, set my own schedule, you know, make my own way, you know, and, and uh, create something myself. And uh, um the thing is I didn't grow up in a um in, in really a, a household where entrepreneurialism was was really a thing and I wasn't uh, I was in a blue-collar neighborhood in uh in, in Chicago and uh that was not really a thing uh, in, among any you know anybody around me really and um uh so uh, I, I really didn't grow up with mindsets I needed and I really didn't grow up with models that I needed that would have been very helpful to me but I had a drive and so I I I, I started business after business after business and uh, most of them didn't work out a couple of them worked out okay but not long term uh, but um, about f- uh, 14 years ago I became a um, I, I was right in with the internet and internet marketing right from the very beginning before I was trying to figure out with compuServe days you know how can I you know I've got this platform now and you know I can start reaching out how can I use this and, and I was trying to figure it out then the world wide web came and and uh, so uh, I, I did a lot of studies and um uh, uh, I, I really, I, I knew a lot I, I, and I, I know a lot and I knew a lot, but I couldn't really apply it to myself, but I was able to help others to apply these things. And so I became a coach and, and I was helping other people who, uh, uh, it was really personal growth coaching, but it was for personal growth that underpinned uh, and undergirded entrepreneurial success. So I would would help people to, to implement things and the ones who couldn't do it, I, I was recognizing in them, what I what I was kind of like a mirror of me, and they were smart enough. They had to drive. They wanted to do it, uh, but they they just couldn't get past some things within themselves. And so, about six years ago, I started studying um, uh, neuro linguistic programming to start working with, with the uh, um, with the subconscious, and. As a side course, I took a hypnosis course, and it turned out that for me, hypnosis is what made everything work, and it was it was huge. So I I I dove into hypnosis and I went to a, a, a college of hypnotherapy. I got a degree, uh, you know, got a a certificate or diploma as a certified hypnotherapist and um, went on and I've done a lot of education since then. But uh, really that that's my wheelhouse. And really what I love, Christian, is I love to, you know, it's the subconscious is where all of these blocks, all these these things exist that were blocking me, that were blocking my clients or were blocking virtually everybody I see around me. And, uh, hypnosis gave me a tool to work on that. And, and so, uh, so really that's, that's my journey.
1: So during that journey when you were going through those hurdles, right, you were trying mm, different businesses yeah. because I think a lot of business owners can relate to that because they try this and it's a shiny object and then all of a sudden they yes. get really focused and dialed in and all of a sudden, but it's it's a lot of self-actualization. You have to look internal. And so I'm curious, at what point did you stop and say, okay, I got to look internal and look at my habits and looking at them subconscious? Was it, you know, when you were going the NLP route or was it a little bit well, earlier?
0: I had a clue. Um, I had a clue uh, in my... Uh, my mid to late 20s, I was uh, I I'd become a stockbroker downtown uh, Chicago, and um, uh, it, it was a tough job. It was it was uh, I had to do a lot of cold calling. I, I loved the, the the financial planning. I loved learning. I loved you know studying to to become a registered representative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I loved the that part, but the real job was sales, and that was tough for me. And I had a cold call, and you know, I I, I bulldogged my way through it, you know, just by sheer willpower. But I hated that, and um, I, I realized one day there was a sales meeting that we had every day, and and one day I'm I'm sitting, I'm thinking to myself you know these voices I keep telling myself you can't do this and this is hard and and where where are these coming from I, you know and now it's like well this is really coming from like like you know you know my, my past and uh, and and there was the clue but i didn't know how to deal with that so many years later a couple of decades later i you know i had started i worked with some copyright. i was trying to do some sales through through, through print and that's where I started hooking up in the ideas of neuro-linguistic programming. That's where the ideas then came that really we, we can all do well if we have good models. And the models we follow now are all deep in the subconscious. And so uh, that's, that's what turned me to inward.
1: And I, and I love what you said there, Jim, because it was a question that you had to ask yourself. And what I find so interesting about questions is if you ask the wrong question, your brain will gather the right data to support that uh, answer. And oh, so yeah. you ask yourself, where did that come from? What other questions did you ask yourself internally that helped you facilitate the right
0: response? Ooh, well, the keys there is to facilitate the right response and and very few, because most of them were like, you know, why, am why is this like this? Why can't, why is everybody else successful? Why is everybody else able to do it? And I'm not. And all these other things that were focusing me on the wrong thing. As you pointed out, you're focusing on the, the problem, not the solution. Uh, so really it was very few questions. uh, uh really it was, um, I had, I'd gone through a, a period of time, uh, uh, it actually just just occurred to me, this is probably hugely significant. Uh, I, I went through a period of time where I kind of, you know, was, was very reflective and I really didn't go out much and my confidence was way down. And um, I, I started, you know, as I was looking inside, well, what what is within me that's making me do this? Why can't I seem to get past this? Uh, I I, uh, started buying some uh, hypnosis tapes and I was listening to hypnosis tapes on, on, uh, on confidence. And it was, it was wonderful. And I actually started getting more confident, like right away. And it was, it was a process. So that turned me, you know, it was, it was almost uh, uh, looking for the, the, what question I asked myself, I I think it's just, what am I going to do? I was kind of at the last, you know, there was really nothing else I could think of. Um, and and actually hypnosis and my clients usually I'm the last choice and then all of a sudden this is the thing that works for them, so it's it's not unusual. It was like that for me as well. But uh, what you said was uh, the the question is hugely important because, you know, we, we our subconscious is is a goal seeking machine and it will it will hit what we what we really put in there as a target. you know. But what we put in there as a target is what we feel like really emotionally and what we can envision. And that that gets it through everything to get it to, to set as a target. And then our subconscious starts starts bringing us there. And that's the that's the deal with asking the wrong questions. It focuses on the problem. Now we're targeting a problem. Now we're just getting more of that problem, more and more and more. So you, you hit on a key point there. It's the right question, but it doesn't take many right questions. It didn't take that for me. It, it really took just getting off my focus to a solution and not on a problem. Almost all of us, Christian, are are focused on the problem. And that's my clients. It's like, you know, they, they get, this, get this problem. They're looking at the problem. They're going to solve the problem with their conscious mind. So they start analyzing and, 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 and thinking and thinking. And all of a sudden, it's like gets tangled and it gets like a, a knot. And uh, it, it's it, and you know there's there's a law of attention in, in my work where where attention goes energy flows and that thing grows and so you know we 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 pay attention to the situation the bad situation the problem and then all of a sudden all of our our our, um, our emotional energy our psychic energy our physical energy our, our our you know our thinking energy everything is going to that and that thing is growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because we're targeting it and our subconscious is showing us everything. You know, we we have a reticular activating system that will filter out from our environment what's important to us, and if what the problem is important to us, we're we're constantly seeing things that are supporting that problem, as you pointed out. You know, and 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 so it's it's amazingly simple to change. You just have to focus on the solution. Uh, It's kind of like uh, I've heard race car drivers when they're turning around, going around banks, they they can't focus on the wall; otherwise, they're going to go into the wall. They have to focus on where they're going next. And really, that's the question: is where's next? And then and then can I? It's how how will I?
1: I love that. I love those because those small little tweaks make the world of difference. And I love what you said as well regarding like. You know, you, you, you went through a period of time where you had to kind of slow down and and remove yourself from everything Mm -hmm. else and just look in uh, internal. Uh, What did that process look like? And was it like a radical change or was it like just something that was like a a daily cadence? Like, Hey, for 30 minutes, I'm going to ask myself or, you know, meditate or something like that. What does that look like?
0: I think it was a process. It wasn't a daily cadence as such. Uh, I I really had to uh, come to process. I I was at a point where I could take a a year sabbatical and I did that and did nothing for a year other than sit and ruminate and think. And I don't think that itself was, was, um, was particularly helpful in getting me to where I was going, but it did get me out of old environments. And uh, uh, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of cleaned up some of the playing field uh, and and that allowed me then to move back to, you know, you know, I, I, it was kind of like, you know, everything was like, you know, there was this, this, uh, this, this big weight I just threw it up in the air and then kind of sat as everything started falling down again. And then I, I I was able to just start picking up pieces again. And, And a lot of, a lot of the, the, the shaft, the chaff was, was gone. And, it, and so a lot of the useless activities I was involved in just disappeared. I just, ha- I had to rebuild though, useful activities. And that was a process. Yeah.
1: Because I know you mentioned, because see this is what I find so interesting about like meditation and focus and that, you know, there's, and there's just like stopping a little bit, you know, and, and allowing all the distractions to dissipate yeah. in, the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the rear view mirror, if you will, because we see the value in it. There's been a, a numerous studies. So my whole thing is not to footstop that, but is rather, okay, now that we know that that's, that's true, how do we prioritize that in our quote unquote busy schedule, busy life, right? Entrepreneurs, yeah. we always love to push it off to the side and say, well, I get to it, right, whatever. But the reality is, well, it's just, it's, it's the quote of like Abraham Lincoln. Hey, I'm going to spend 90% yeah. of my time, you know, you know, um, sharpening my, my 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 saw more so than sitting there just chopping down a tree, and so is that concept. And so, my thing is, is what are certain tasks that people could do, action steps that were like, okay, I could do this in my quote-unquote busy schedule, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Christian. That's a, a great point there. Uh, I think what really helps there in in meditating or any kind of activity like that is that. Um, th- th- what's happening when we're focusing on problems we're really losing perspective and you know one thing you know that i that i do with with clients is is they're going to be so focused on their problem what i'll do is i'll in in, in hypnosis i'll I'll expand their vision to include the solutions and once they find their solution i'd now refocus to where the solution is so they can now focus there and so what meditation is going to do is it, 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 it's more of a presence and it, it allows us then to kind of step back. And it, it allows then when we move back into, we, we have hopefully a new perspective. So it's really the issue is getting a new perspective. And so um, I, I, sharpening the axe is perfect and a mindfulness and meditation is, is a, a good way to kind of just... Uh, just just let your body to you know uh, withdraw from from uh, the buzz and then kind of just look at it with fresh eyes and, and you you can start looking at the solution um, uh, hypnosis tapes are, are a great way to do it. Uh, so, you know, and, and a milder form of hypnosis would be just a guided meditation. So, you can go for meditation where it's self-guided. You could do self-hypnosis, which is self-guided. Uh, you can do uh, you can have somebody else guide you uh, with with like a hypnosis tape or with a guided meditation, uh, or you could uh, go see a, a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, and you get a, a customized uh, you know a, a, a guiding through to hopefully your solution. Uh, that that's the thing, uh, with, with, uh, this kind of a thing is, is ultimately everybody has their own solution. So whatever you're doing, you should be able to find your solution to it. you 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 basically, we've all created our own problem. So we also have the solution, uh, if we would just start looking for them. Um, and so any kind of activity that's going to, you know, interrupt the pattern uh, of, of, us being in the problem is is going to be helpful uh, because it's going to help us to get some perspective, but really it's, it's a matter of perspective. So uh, what can somebody do? A, a, a little bit of journaling uh, is helpful. Although I, I personally don't journal much, but some of my clients do, I, I make it an option for everybody. Um, but uh, if, if that's something that's good for you, it's very helpful to get perspective because you you see, you know, even if just take, you know, what I do have my clients do is, is uh, three things. They, they send me a journal when, when they're in, in some of my programs and they write their wins. Uh, their challenges and their insights for the day. It's just real simple. It's it's maybe a paragraph. And uh, it it refocuses to what's going good. And it refocuses what you're learning. And it kind of keeps in mind a conscious mind, you know, challenges, but it reframes them as challenges. And so that kind of a journal. So so somebody might keep a journal like that just wins challenges and insights uh, every day. Uh, it's, we're in trances all the time, Christian. They, they're actually very helpful to us um, when they're resourceful, when they're working for us. But many of the trances we get into are not helpful, not resourceful. And so we, we have to break that trance and, and breaking you know, your, your pattern by doing you know, some meditation is a way to break that trance. Um, but, uh, anything, you know, just, uh, backs you off just a, a couple minutes journaling, a couple minutes meditating, a, 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 you know, 10, 15 minutes with a hypnosis tape or a self-guided meditation. Um, those are all valuable.
1: Yeah. Just to kind of footstop, uh, audience, uh, for those that are listening, just a footstop on what Jim's saying. So one of the things about myself is that I understood the importance of journaling, but the thing was, is that habit was just so it was just so difficult for me to stay consistent with. So one of the things I started doing is videos and I do my videos and, and journal through my videos and they're private things. I put them in my own little share folder, but then it's every day I'm literally talking about certain things that I'm learning and maybe someday I'll publish them and so forth. But the thing is, is that that's how I'm able to still stay on that cadence, but then just kind of works around my, my pattern of my life. The whole point is just what Jim's saying. The importance is, it's very important, right? But it's just figuring out what works well with you and do it. Right. Uh, and we all understand that. So I love that. Now let me talk about this because you, you mentioned perspective and I think this is so remarkable. I always find this so interesting. You have two people, same action, same activity, same environment, but then their interpretation of that is totally drastically different. Oh
0: man, you're, you're hitting on a Christian. Yes, exactly.
1: So so let's, let's talk about it. I mean, obviously let's, let's, let's dive into that, man.
0: That is awesome yeah you, you've just hit on the heart of, of, of all my work actually and what's so effective about uh, about this and how people can really make transformational change fast um, yeah exactly you know we, we we there's this stimulus out there and the stimulus gets a response from different individuals well what makes the response different from the same stimulus uh, well it's 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 perception and it's if we perceive something as good it's great If we perceive it as bad, it's bad. It's the only difference is the perception and different people perceive things differently. And so they're going to, they're going to, uh, perception puts a spin on the, on the, on the response. And so if, if uh, you know, if if there's a stimulus, everybody's going to be responding to it. If it's relevant to them, Uh, if it hits the radar, they're going to respond in some way, even not to respond is a response. But how are they going to respond? It depends on the spin their perception puts on it. If the it, if perception is, is good or helpful, it'll, it'll be resourceful. If it's not good or if it's, if it's bad, uh, it will be an unresourceful type of a response. Mm-hmm. And so perception is what's going to cause us to act towards any stimulus. And it, that's what causes different people because each of us has a different perception. And our perception is built up. It's a model of the world that we build from the day we're born. And it exists in the subconscious, uh, and, and it's um, it, it's it's in the language of the subconscious. The subconscious thinks in terms of symbols, pictures. It, it, it makes associations very fast. And uh, so it's all symbolic, and all the symbols uh, are related to one another because everything we learn is is built on, on, on the last thing, on, on something else, and we, we add to it. So all these symbols collect in what I call metaphors, so they work in relationship. They have relationships going on, and they create these entire landscapes internally, that are our model of the world. It's how the world works. It's it's the, the world we actually create in a way. It's, it's a story we have in our head that we live out, and quite literally. And um, so... The, the thing that makes us different people respond to the same thing differently is their perception. Their perception is based on their model of the world. And it, it, it's uh, built from birth. And, it, it, and many people are reacting to things that that uh, they're not even aware of are going on uh, that were from their childhood. And uh, because it's, it's based on their model of the world. And it's very simple to change those models of the world. What's typically the problem uh, is that uh, they're not evolved to where we are currently? You know, they're they're not mature. They're not. They don't have perspective. They don't have the insights we have now as adults or or, or older. And uh, but they were when we were were four or five. You know, uh, when we were you know in kindergarten and we were sitting next to our friend and fooling around talking, and the teacher made us move across the room from each other. And it's like oh, that's like a, a you know. Now we look back, we don't even think of it because it would be so funny. But but to to a five year old, uh, mortified and, and and, and you know, there, there's be all kinds of uh, you know uh, anger and hurt and frustrations involved there that mapped out their world, maybe to authority, maybe to school, maybe to what? Who knows? It, it, it maps out to the person's experience. And uh, the more we, the more uh, emotional those experiences are, the stronger they are. But we don't we don't have to go back and remember them and then apply them. Our subconscious says, "Oh, here." This is like that, boom, and boom, 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 and, and all of a sudden we're we're acting off of off of identities that we had when we were three or four or five or seven or nine or fourteen or twenty whatever. Uh, but uh, if we if we thought them through, we we would logically realize, oh, okay, that was ridiculous, or oh, that doesn't really apply here. But the problem is they're not getting to our conscious mind, which is where logic exists. Uh, they're they're being they're they're just being lived through a model that we have of the world. And so those are what I would call the transitional identities, and they don't change. Uh, some of them will just naturally evolve as we, we mature, but others don't fire until certain situations, they don't get a chance to evolve. And then they keep us acting in certain ways that are very unhelpful. But uh, it's it's perception. And perception is 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 the model that we have of the world. And that's at a subconscious level, then we, we can get into the unconscious, which is actually at the level of the body, and the body knows things. And so we'll, 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 we'll see somebody and then we'll, we'll, feel, we'll feel a certain way we'll sick to our stomach, or we'll feel like our, our, the, our, our neck standing up or something. That's our body is, uh, is, is priming us for some kind of action because it already knows something about the situation and typically based on the model. So, you know, the, the, the unconscious, you know, what the, what the body just knows, then this, the, the subconscious, which is more intentional, uh, you know, and then the, the conscious mind all act in concert, but usually, In fact, always uh, the conscious mind is such a very small part. You know, emotions, uh, feelings. uh, You know, all all these things are really what's driving us.
1: And see, I find this so interesting because you're. What I love about this is that. We run those programs and we're not even aware of it. And what I find so interesting is with like coaches and people that, you know, that, that love you, they're able to see those kind of those patterns that you may not be aware of. And so my question to you, Jim, is first of all, let's say, for example, someone comes to you and say, okay, I'm running to the same pattern, right? And I know that there's something in my in my past that is still obviously running in my life right now the thing is i'm not aware of it because for whatever reason our brain it likes to protect us and so sometimes that 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 emotion that experience is so deep down in our subconscious we have to lift it out a little bit now yeah. how as as is, you know very professional developed uh hypnotherapist like yourself how do you identify that but then obviously once you identify that how do you able to help them walk through that and like do you do like meditate and get back into that same, same situation, think about the environment, the the emotional experience, what did that look like? And then changing that trajectory. I'm just curious.
0: That's a great question, Christian. Uh, And you're exactly right. Well, the brain always protects us. The subconscious always protect us. That's, that's why we have so many problems, you know, when we want to do something consciously, but we end up not being able to do it because of our comfort zone. That's all just our, our subconscious protecting us based on something we decided way long time ago uh it's always protecting us and we don't we the the beautiful thing is we don't have to know what it was we 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 just have to know what it's doing and what we want to do instead because what what will happen is um uh it's it's a um uh it's simply changing the perception of what we want to do to something that we can agree with to do at a subconscious level, that it's, it's, it's not unsafe for us. And then we, we now have agreement between the subconscious, unconscious, the subconscious, conscious mind, and we can go, move forward to it. Um, the way I discover those. So it, here's the thing. I don't have to discover exactly where it comes from, but I have to discover what it is now. And what it means, and the person will will know what their experience is. And typically, what they come at first is is not really what they're coming for. But just through talking with them, uh, I I begin to pick out their symbols. What, what how are they symbolizing certain things? And their subconscious. I'm talking to them, but I'm also talking to their subconscious as well. Uh, and and we're always doing that all the time. But I'm much more aware of that. So so I'm listening to what the subconscious of the person is telling me where they they think they're just making offhand statement. There's no offhand statement. And so they'll tell me two or three things that they're just like talking, but I'm seeing how they're connecting, and so I start to get an intuitive sense of okay, I'm, 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 this is this is a symbol for this person. You know, when I say symbol, I'm not I'm not talking about uh, you know like an eagle or a, or a flag or or things like that. Those are symbols, yes, but those are universals. We all have we all have our own and personal symbols that mean a particular thing to us. So I'm looking for their personal symbols. And then I start working with those symbols. I start asking them questions about those symbols and I start getting the meaning. And in that process, they, they are, are starting to evolve. And uh, I don't, you asked if I put them back into it. Um, uh, here's, here's kind of the tricky part um, yes and no. Uh, I, I, I put them back into it. Okay. But, but I don't put them back into it so much that they, that they start reliving it because here's what's usually happening when something's very emotional, somebody, uh, and and, and, uh, you know, they keep remembering a a memory that even they can remember, but they, but they keep getting angry about it. Well, it's not happening anymore. It's just a memory, but what's happened is there, there's an emotion connected to that memory and they keep reliving that emotion. And so they keep making it stronger and stronger and stronger. So when I bring people into, into, you know, an uncomfortable thing that they have, I I want to, uh, I want them to experience that a little bit, but I don't want them to relive it like, like to make it stronger. But here's, here's the trick Christian. Um, You know, our brain is, is, you know, uh, uh, neurons that aren't firing, aren't rewiring. They aren't changing. So this is why so many of our transitional identities are, they're locked back there because they're never really fired until they fire. Then all of a sudden they're going and we're like usually caught by surprise and we don't then, you know, try to change them. So I need those neurons firing because when those neurons fire, they become what would be called plastic. They become moldable and then that's when they can change and they do change on their own. And uh, so I I get them back into feeling what they're not comfortable with, but in in a level where they're able to start separating from it so that they don't relive it, but it's, it's firing up where it lives in, in their, in their mind.
1: Okay. So, and I love this. So what happens then is you get them in that experience. And so let's say, for example, it's it's anger, right? Whatever that mm-hmm. whatever that situation is. So they facilitate a little bit of the anger, but the anger is not fully up, I mean fully like throttle, where it gets them back into a situation where now you, you can't really grow. So you know, let's say we 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 right. build that up a little bit. Do you come in with another emotional or another another positive situation where you mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because what I'll do, what I'll do then is is I'm, I'm change, the perception changes itself. I don't change a perception uh, in that, you know, they don't tell me how they're perceiving something through their symbols. And I say, well, here, why don't you look at it this way? You know, that, that's that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm helping them explore their symbol. And as they explore their symbol, their symbol is evolving itself. I'm just giving them a space to explore their symbol, which they've never even realized there. And as they do, it, it all automatically starts evolving to, you know, their maturity level, their experience level, their perspectives. So it's taking care of itself. But there are all kinds of things connected to emotions and things. And so I, I will start associating other feelings that are resourceful, what I would call resourceful. Um, the things that empower the person, and so basically, I'm I'm, I'm allowing the symbol, I'm, I'm uncovering the symbol, I'm giving it space to exist. I'm allowing the person to to explore it through my questions, and then um, uh, as it evolves, I'm I'm introducing new associations that are, are positive to the person. So, um, and, and, I, and I find out what those empowering things are before. I don't, I don't judge what's empowering to a person. I, I hear what's empowering to them. And so I'll, I'll know things that are empowering to them that are related or associated. And then I'll start building those emotions into uh, this situation. So they that the, when they perceive, their perceptions are uh, they, they've, they've got the, the positive strength that they already have, you know, when they first walked in. And uh, so that, that's, it's, it's a very powerful way of, of, of growing. And and it's, it's interesting because, you know, all my clients, they're amazed that they don't, they're not somebody different than who they were. They're actually now more able to be who they are now is it's, it's an amazing thing. There's nothing I put into them. Uh, it's, it's, I just help them to find where their answers and their strengths are uh, and how they're locking that problem in and, and they just release it.
1: I love that. I love that, uh, Jim. And, and and just you can see your level of experience and and your certification in this because I just I appreciate going deep down and dive into this because again I I, I can't you know, fathom as much because I actually was addicted to pornography for a very a large portion of my life. And I know those were synopsis. Those were things, patterns in my life that were just constantly running. And there were certain things that I had to do to really cut that, uh, you know, on a spiritual level, as well as uh, you know, a, a psychological level. And so I just think, you know, it, you know, talking about what you're talking about. That was very applicable to my situation. So I think that was really oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. So I appreciate being on our podcast and really diving deep. Uh, Jim, how can our audience and our business owners, how can they reach out to you, my man?
0: Well, thank you, Christian. Uh, let's see. I, I, I can be reached on my website. It's uh, mind m i n d. Advantage, A-D-V-A-N-T-A-G-E.com. And uh, on there, you, there's information about me. But right up at the top, there's a little uh, a, a button to click to schedule a, a, a short um, a free consultation with me. And, uh, you know, really just I, I enjoy talking with people about this stuff. And I really appreciate your questions. I really enjoy, appreciate going deep. Uh, and so if somebody feels that, you know, maybe there's something here for them, I, I encourage them to schedule an appointment, goes right to my online calendar. They can book a 15, 20 minute call with me and we'll see, you know, we'll see what we can do.
1: Awesome. And guys, those links will actually be in the description below. So make sure you just, you know, take action right now, literally stop, take action, drive, whatever you're doing stop, go ahead and click on that, go ahead and reach out, go ahead and consume some of his content because he's obviously an amazing expert in this. Uh, And Jim, before we let you go again, we really appreciate it. But how is there any last words that you'd like to share with our audience?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Christian. And thank you for having me. This has been a real pleasure. Everybody in your audience is capable of amazing things. Uh, the people that Michelangelo's and, and uh, Leonardo da Vinci's and uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's and, um, you know, everybody who's done great things in their life, great business people, every they're made of the same stuff as we are. They just had different ways that their minds were working. But that was just for some of them, that was just by chance. Others were, were grew into that. But we all have the ability to do great things in our lives and we don't have to do what's great for other people we just need to discover who we are and let that free and uh, that's we all have that capability to do that and and that's uh, that's that's um, whatever whatever we decide consciously to do if we can't do that there's a there's a subconscious thing going on so look there
1: that's awesome. And guys, that is Jim Zaborin. Remember, reach out and click on that link in the description below. And guys, that is Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. Until next time, remember, be uncommon if you can. Are you an aspiring side hustler or online business owner that wants to create passive income, but you don't know where, you don't know how to start? Well, go to evensfamilysidehustle.com, schedule a 45-minute phone conference with myself, Christian Evans, or one of my sales coaches. Again, that's evansfamilysidehustle.com.